If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jessica Aguilar Saturn about her wedding at the Four Seasons Resort on Walt Disney World property. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose the Four Seasons for her wedding and how she planned everything and how everything turned out. So welcome, Jessica. Hi, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to get married at the Four Seasons. Well, my fiancé and I both really love Disney, and we live in California, so going to Disneyland was something that we always really loved doing together. So that was one thing that sort of started our Disney idea. And then I really wanted to do a package wedding, so it was sort of between the escape package and then the intimate package at the Four Seasons. We thought um, we wanted to have a really small wedding, although we did end up having a larger guest list. But then for the intimate package, comparing that to the to the escape package, you can have a, a few more people, and for us that was really important. And then budget-wise, it also was a little bit less expensive, so that helped make our decision also. Got it. And then you mentioned that you actually ended up changing away from the intimate package. Yeah, we did end up changing away from the intimate package. Basically, my mom, she just thought that I would regret not having our whole family there. And we we have a pretty big extended family. And so we did end up just inviting, you know, everyone. And in the end, our guest count was closer to 80. Interesting. So did you switch to a higher package or how did that work? We were able to just keep all of the stuff in our package, but then we also had a brunch reception. So our intimate package, like ceremony-wise, was just the same. We just had to change our location because our original choice, we couldn't fit 80 people. So everything was just the same, except we had a bigger group. (laughs) That's interesting. So which venue did you switch to? We originally planned to do the Queen Lawn, is what they call it, and then we switched to the Areca Lawn, although last minute we ended up to the Sable Ballroom, and then even more last minute we switched to the Sable Terrace. Oh, interesting. Was that because of weather? or? Yeah, because of weather. But you were still able to use the terrace because it's covered? We thought we were going to be in the ballroom the day before. He called it, you know, like, okay, well, it's going to probably rain, and then The morning, though, was really nice and clear. So that was one of the things that I really pictured was that we would be outside. And so he was able to switch it to the terrace for us. So that was really great. 
That's great. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out that your wedding was going to be at Walt Disney World? I think some people were surprised, but we do love going to Disney, so not too surprised. And then I think most people ended up being pretty excited about getting a, like being able to make a little vacation out of it and go to Disney and all being together in Disney is so special and fun. So they were excited, I think. It's interesting you mentioned that you usually go to Disneyland. Did you have a lot of friends and family who were like, why are you getting married at Disneyland? So my family is all from Louisiana and they were like, oh, we're going to drive to California. And I was like, well, actually, you know, you're going to have to drive to Florida. But that was one thing we looked into also. But I just thought that it would be easier for people to travel to Orlando because there's so many options for hotels and Anaheim. It's really awesome. And we love Disneyland, but we just thought it would be a little bit easier for people to travel to Orlando. Got it. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 120 people and then 80 people made the trip. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it was really awesome to have everyone there. I mean, it really turned out to be so special to have like, you know, be surrounded by love and have the whole family there. So yeah, I was really glad about that. (laughs) Now we talked a bit about your journey to finding a venue. Can you tell me a little more about when you did decide you had to move from the Arica lawn and you went to do this sable ballroom was that your only choice or did you choose between some other venues and how did you pick what you ended up with that was just the spot that the um, coordinator chose and we saw it the day before because we live so far away we didn't do a visit beforehand and so we saw the ballroom he just sort of said okay this is the backup in case so Yeah, we didn't really, you know, think too much about the backup. We thought more about the outdoor lawn space. And then the backup was just sort of like a side, you know, that we didn't put much thought into it at all. So I see. And then your meal, was that held in the adjacent ballroom? Yes, the meal was held in the queen ballroom as we originally planned. I see. Okay. I'm sure this is how weddings go, but I was like, oh, the Queen Ballroom will be fantastic because people can be on the terrace and inside and outside. And then, but it turned out that everyone just wanted to be inside in the AC. So, (laughs) but it's cool because it has that option of indoor, outdoor fusion type thing. That's interesting. Okay. So it sounds like you pretty much stuck with what came with the original intimate package. Can you talk a little bit about what bouquet you chose, photographer, things like that? Yeah. So the bouquet, they sent over a a list, like a little PowerPoint with the different choices. And then I picked the one that I liked best, sort of the style, but the colors weren't exactly right. So I just asked if they could change the colors for me and they did. And the bouquet was beautiful. And then for the flowers for the centerpieces for the brunch. We actually ended up doing the centerpieces ourselves. So I ordered the flowers from Costco and then we just arranged them in some little cute little vases. So the night before, so that was kind of exciting. I guess not very traditional, but uh, we really wanted to try and save money there on the centerpieces and stuff like that. The photography, we actually also ended up adding half an hour to the photography, especially after we decided to extend our guest list so that we could get pictures with everyone. And then the officiant, they supply that in the package, but we did end up supplying our own. My uncle ended up officiating. We didn't even end up using the officiant, but they, the same company did do the sound for the ceremony. And is a cake included or how did you do that? 
The cake was not included with the intimate package, but it was included with the brunch package. I see. Okay. And do they send you like choices of styles and flavors or is it pretty much you send them an inspiration pick and they go from there? Yeah, exactly. So they sent us the list of flavors. We just picked from the list for that. And then for the decorations, they were really flexible about the decorations. And I sort of changed my mind a couple times and they were really nice about that. So yeah, we just sent over the inspiration picture. Is there anything else you added to the package? I don't think we added anything else other than the brunch. Oh, we did end up having a caricature artist, which was one of my favorite things. And that person was recommended from the Four Seasons. And it was really cool. It was sort of like a mix of entertainment and... And then the guests got to take it home as as a little favor, too. So it's kind of a double duty there. That's great. Do you have any menu items from your brunch that you can recommend? The food was so good. I mean, so we chose the salmon eggs Benedict, which was really delicious. The prime rib was really good. And then basically all the food that we had was really delicious. So, and then we had a mimosa bar too, since it was brunch and that was a big hit and really fun. That's awesome. And then did you add any other events to your wedding? So we did a dessert party the night of. That sort of was, a, I guess, kind of like a double reception. But I really wanted to do a dessert party, and we did it in Epcot for Illuminations. And then we also did a welcome barbecue, which turned out fantastic. I have two cousins who are chefs, and so one of my cousins and his girlfriend helped me organize and plan because cooking and just organizing an event for that many people you know, kind of on your own is not an insignificant task. And so they were like, I think you might be underestimating the amount of work that goes into this. And they were totally right. But um, they helped me out a ton. And so we did a little barbecue the day before for everyone. And then that was it. So then the, the full day of wedding activities. But there was a little break in between, you know, the brunch and then the, the illumination. So Okay, so with the barbecue, you're staying in a hotel. How do you host a barbecue? (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I know, exactly. We stayed at the Bonnet Creek Wyndham. My now husband and I, we were there for two weeks, a little bit before the wedding and then for about a week and a half after. And so we really wanted somewhere with a kitchen. And I just made sure I called and said, you know, we were thinking of doing this barbecue. They have these really nice grill areas there. And they were like, okay, as long as you're not too rowdy, you know, and <laughs> so it worked out fine. And we cooked like 10 chickens on the grill. It was amazing. But, you know, definitely I couldn't have done that on my own without the help of these two fantastic people who really knew what they were doing. So, but the, the Bonnet Creek Wyndham was really flexible and, and let us have like this kind of large event. That's neat. And where did everyone assemble? Was it outdoors near the grill or did they go to your room or? Yeah, outdoors near the grill. And then some people after we ate sort of, well, mostly the kids, they went to the pool. So, you know, after that, everyone just sort of mingled around. There's a really nice area where they have like lawn chairs and stuff. And so we were there by the grill area. And then everyone just sort of spread out from there. That's great. What a great idea. And then for the dessert party, what location in Epcot did you guys choose? We were at Italy... Isola West. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it was awesome. Although we did end up moving to backup location for the, the for the food part of that too. So basically, we were back up 
and then back up again, backup locations again. But the backup location was Living Seas, and it was really awesome. I think that both of the backup locations where we ended up for the wedding and the dessert party, like maybe were better than I could have, you know, planned myself. Well, who knows what they would have been like otherwise, but it turned out that they were both really awesome. And I really liked being in the living seas because the kids could just run around free. You know, they, they right. didn't have to feel like corralled in or like they were going to run off into the park or anything, which I'm sure wouldn't have been the case if we were outside either, but it was really nice. And it's such a cool, like unique venue in the living seas. And so, you know, we just rolled with it. It was, it rained, but um, I really thought the fireworks were going to be canceled. And so I think we, we mostly just lucked out that we got to see fireworks. (laughs) And do you have any recommendations from that menu for your dessert party? My favorite thing from the dessert party was the, I think they call it, they they have a certain name for it, like the Mickey ice creams and... Oh, the ice cream novelties? Ice cream novelties, that's what it was, yeah. So the ice cream novelties, I think those were my favorite. And just sort of having a little special Disney touch, you know, being in the park and then having sort of park food, I thought was really cool. (laughs) So can you give a basic timeline for how your wedding day ran? In the morning, we intended to wake up pretty early. The ceremony was at 1030. And my sister was doing my hair and makeup. So she had to do my hair and makeup and then her hair and makeup, right? So we set our alarms for 530. So we would have plenty of time and we were going to finish early and just relax. We set two alarms. (laughs) Neither one of the alarms went off. And so then we ended up waking up at seven, just in a total panic (laughs) um, that we weren't going to be ready. And then... So we ended up waking up at seven, which wasn't the plan, but then we were ready right on time. So that worked out just fine. And then my mom was like, well, maybe it worked out for the best because then we got, you know, an hour and a half more of sleep. And then the ceremony was at 1030. And then after that, my husband and I went and took pictures and then the guests had hors d'oeuvres and mimosas. Oh, one interesting thing. Well, I thought that this was a good idea. So the package for the ceremony included a a celebration toast with champagne. And so instead of doing that, since we were doing the mimosa bar, the coordinator suggested that we do welcome champagne. And so I thought that was a little bit of a like a nice touch. So people were welcomed with champagne. And then they had our d'oeuvres while we were taking our pictures. And then we did brunch and I was really worried about just sort of things flowing well and there not being too much downtime, but I'm sure you hear this a lot that it really, it just worked out really well. And especially the Four Seasons, the people who work there, who, who like run the weddings, they just really know what they're doing. And so it was like flawless. I thought the way that it was organized and the sort of the flow of the event. And then We had a little bit of a break, so the brunch reception ended around between 2 and 3, people started leaving, and then we had a little bit of a break, and then we met for the dessert party at around 7. And then that, well, we ended up getting delayed, rain delayed, for the fireworks, and so like I was saying, I thought that it was going to be canceled, but then um, it was about 30 between 30 and 45 minutes late, the fireworks were. So um, then luckily we got to see them. 
so yeah, it was a full day and it was really nice to have that little bit of a downtime just to like sit and do nothing, you know, it, it went by really quickly because I was worried that that would be awkward for the guests, but no one seemed to really have an issue with it. And it was really nice for us to just be mellow for a little bit of time. Definitely. I agree. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? My husband and I both really love food and eating and having like really nice food experiences. So we focused, I think, our budget on having delicious food and drinks and then sort of like having experiences for our guests since everyone was coming from either mostly from California or from Louisiana, you know, traveling a little bit good bit of way to um, come to our wedding. So we just really wanted everyone to have a nice time. So I'd say we focused on experiences and food. Got it. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or saved your time? We didn't do much decorating or decor. And then, like I said, the floral, my mom and sister and I did together the arrangements for those. Yeah, so I I think sort of the decor and the details of that we didn't focus as much on. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? This is a hard one. I just enjoyed the day so much. The whole day was fantastic, but I think my favorite part was just taking the bridal portraits, the, the pictures with my husband and just being together like after our intense emotional time that we had at our um, ceremony. I mean, the ceremony was fantastic and just, you know, so full of love. And so just to be like us too, well, and the photographer too, but just to be together for like, you know, a little, little bit of time was really nice. One thing too was that my guests all like, well, I enjoyed this part too, but I guess my second favorite part was walking through Epcot in our ponchos in the rain. And that was really fun, like a really unique experience, sort of all herded together, you know, in the rain in Epcot. So that was cool, too. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about the rain. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? It turned out great. And even even the rain, which was, you know, it's not ideal, but even that, the backup locations where we ended up, those I think were fantastic and even though it was sort of not how we planned it, I think it turned out just perfectly. So one thing, though, that was different than I anticipated, just from imagining what my wedding would be like, is that I, I'm a grad student. So I took my qualifying exam one month before the wedding. And so I'm super into crafting and stuff like that. And so I would have imagined that I would have done so much DIY and crafting and stuff like that. But I ended up not getting to do very much, just a little bit. So that was different, I think, than I would have anticipated. If I if I thought, like, imagine your wedding, I would have anticipated it to be super crafty, but it ended up being less so. Interesting. And you mentioned being a little bit worried about the timeline and the flow of the day. Was there anything else that seemed like it was going to be a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Nothing else really Like I said, everything just seemed to really work well. And I think it's because the Four Seasons people that that organized the weddings there and then the Disney catered events organizer people that we worked with, I mean, they just really know what they're doing. And so even though I don't know all of the stuff, they know. And so I kind of wished I would have thought like, okay, 
I can trust these people. They know what they're doing. This is their job. And so I think that would have alleviated a little bit of my stress. But, you know, maybe for the vow renewal, I'll be more calm. (laughs) You will be. I can tell you from experience. (laughs) So is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I think one thing that would have helped my planning is to actually do a site visit because we did do a little Skype but it's just hard to really picture what things are going to look like. And oh, and another thing is that we really weren't thinking very much about the location for the for the brunch. And so just all of it, just imagining what everything would look like. And then that would have helped me sort of figure out, OK, these are pieces of a decor that I wish we would have had or, you know, whatever, just making the little decisions about. Um, what we need and what we don't need. It would have been much easier had we done a site visit, but um, it worked out just fine without one too. So then I think without doing a site visit beforehand, you just have to be a little bit more go with the flow about how things are going to turn out, which was fine. Do you have any tips or advice for someone who might be considering a wedding or a vow renewal at the Four Seasons? I would say to just trust the crew and that they'll know, you know, especially your, the person who's organizing because they really do know what they're doing. And so, I mean, maybe this is not just the four seasons, but in general, but I guess, especially the four seasons, like they really do know what they're doing and they'll make you feel super special. And so you don't have to worry too much about everything going just perfectly because they'll make sure that things are great. One other tip that I have is, to become a member of the Diz Brides group on Facebook. It's just a group of, a pretty large group of ladies who just really love weddings and love Disney especially. And so they can give you tips on any aspect of your wedding and sort of like just like this amazing hive mind of really supportive, fantastic people to sort of plan your wedding with. That's great. Would you have any advice for someone who's trying to decide between a Disney wedding and a Four Seasons wedding? I was, in the end, really glad that we went with the Four Seasons because we just felt so special the whole time. The service there is incredible. And then, especially compared to the Disney, you know, the dessert party, we just felt a little less special. I don't know if that's like... Yeah, I've actually heard people say that before. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so... After the dessert party, I was really grateful that we were that we did our wedding at the Four Seasons because, yeah, because I was just so busy in the planning time before, up until one month before the wedding, that I couldn't do all the things that I would have wanted to make it really special for us. But then it ended up being so special. But I, and I think it was in large part to do with the people who work at the Four Seasons because they're fantastic at experiences. So you know, at giving people the experience that they really envision, I think. That's great to hear. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering a wedding or a vow renewal at the Four Seasons Orlando, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks, Carrie. It was so special, and I'm so honored to be here. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, 
check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Thank you.